0: Listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rosudo. So apparently, let's let's move to Dallas. Okay, let's let's talk about them. Apparently, Tony Pollard is capable of having. 20 plus touches <laughs> in an offense. Yeah, he's 22 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. He caught three of six targets. Has 28 opportunities. <laughs> okay, <laughs> literally the opposite of what his, his 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 um offensive coordinator talked about. I Like, come on, dude. Like, this yeah. is exactly what you want to see, right? If you yeah. have Pollard, uh, this is not the limited workload that his OC was talking about. Remember, he talked about like oh, 30 snaps. That's all. Like 30 plays. That's what we got for mm-hmm. him. He can't do more than that. All right, well, he almost had 30 touches, 30 opportunities in this game. Uh, He was on the field for 72 of 84 snaps. Okay, so he was the bell cow. He was huge. He was the bell cow for the Cowboys in this game. Quite the surprise for me and went against everything we heard from the coaching staff lately about Pollard. So if you have Pollard, boom, he's right back up to the elite handcuff that he was. Uh, You know, who knows if Zeke will be back next week, but even if Zeke is back, you know, Pollard obviously is still in play. Uh, yeah. as a potential RB2, right? Yeah. And, you know, if Zeke is back, sure, he might get the first crack of touchdowns, but at the end of the day, Pollard, you know, looking like an, a great player, and if Zeke would ever go down again, Pollard is back to that top five, top six potential.
1: Yeah, I feel like the momentum has to be swinging towards Tony Pollard at this point. You know, the, the question was about whether he could handle the workload. He just proved it. Granted, they, they went in the half, in not a halftime, overtime, so he got... A little bit of extra time to register those touches, but he—we just talked about in the episode, I think last week, the rankings episode—I said that you know Pollard hasn't cracked the 16 opportunities threshold this whole season. Well, he just crushed it, you know. So this is awesome for Tony Pollard. You can see I put in the headline: Wow, he breaks the 20 touch threshold. Um, I wasn't expecting that at all. His usage, you know, Malik Davis, obviously, he—he's just a guy. I think at this point, you know, they have him behind him just to rotate in. But I thought they'd have a little bit more of him mixed in. I, Tony Pollard looked really good. You know, obviously, things were looking great. I mean, I'm talking about my Cowboys offense. I'm talking them up. Things got slow in the fourth quarter and on. But, you know, in the three quarters before that, Tony Pollard was doing his thing. If he scored one more touchdown, you know, took a couple more carries, I don't doubt that he gets another touchdown. He, he had a good day for you anyway. Um, I'm not sure if Zeke's going to be back next week. I thought he would play this week, especially after the bye. Bo- they might be taking it really easy with him. But, but at this point, like, I think even once Zeke is back, Tony Pollard has to get more carries. I'm upgrading him a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think you should, to be honest. Uh, and CD Lamb, you know, finally had his big game with Dak. Uh, it's what you want to see, man. Caught 11 for 150 and two touchdowns on 15 targets, 33% target share. The dude's balling out. You know, he, yeah. he did his thing in this game, and that's what you want to see, man. Dak, you know, just keep passing the ball to CD, give him those targets. So that's mm-hmm. what we saw this week.
1: Yeah, th- this is what we've been waiting for, CD Lamb. I think it's going to continue at this point because now they have a little bit of continuity and the way that he's getting targeted, you know, he's, he's had a fantastic target share the whole season. The production finally caught up to it. I think this is going to continue to be that way because I think that it was pretty obvious that outside of CeeDee Lamb, they're missing talent at wide receiver. Obviously Michael Gallup came back, but he just hasn't looked the same. Um, You know, if Odell Beckham Jr. Might be in the cards for Dallas, I'm not saying you sell CD Lamb high, but I think at this point, even if Odell does go there, CD is going to have a role that's going to keep him in the wide receiver one conversation like he is right now. Um, 38 points. I'm not sure he's going to reach out every week, but he has a really nice floor for you anyway, just the way that he gets targeted. So he's a solid wide receiver one moving forward. Like I said, I'm not sure if he's up in that upper echelon just yet. You know, this was really encouraging that he might be able to take that step the rest of the way. He's got a good matchup next week against Minnesota, but I think that he should have a, a much better second half of the season than the first half.
0: And we knew, you know, CD was capable of that. Right. But we didn't know what Christian Watson was capable of in the NFL. And now we do four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns, and eight targets. And that accounted for 40% target share. And remember, Alan Lazard was playing in this game. Okay. So no coincidence that, you know, this was Aaron Rodgers' best fantasy game of the season against the Dallas Cowboys, right? A good defense. This is Mm -hmm. also his first three touchdown game of the season. He hasn't had that many games with multiple multiple touchdowns this this year. Um, Watson is a must pick up on waivers this week. How yeah. many Zach? You 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 might have paid attention to our league. How many times did I drop and pick up Christian Watson over the last three weeks? Just I a must lot. have, yeah, a lot. A probably lot like, uh, yeah, because I picked him up, then he had a concussion, dropped him. Picked him up, had a concussion, dropped him. Apparently, he didn't have a concussion. Put them back up.
1: <laughs> all that production so, that you missed those past few weeks just came just this week. You know, all those much. all the concussion, all those weeks out. He said, "All right, the fantasy gods atoned for their sin in keeping him off the field." <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> they, they got it. Yeah.
0: And, you know, hopefully you picked him up last week. You know, we did talk about him last week, potentially picking him up because he didn't have the concussion. And with with Romeo Dubs going out, it opened the door for him to get that full wrap participation. And he did. 88% wrap participation, 40% target share. They moved him all over the field as well. Slot, left perimeter, right perimeter. He was playing all over the field. Um, he's a must pick up on waivers, dude. Like, yeah. ho- you know, hopefully you picked him up already. But if you didn't, you got to pick him up. And I am, I'm breaking the bag on on mm-hmm. on christian watson like you have an early round pick having a game like this on a wide receiver court that's desperate to find playmakers rogers is desperate for number one guy and you know you can talk about alan lazard but alan lazard is not a number one wide receiver right no. he's not that guy um he's been getting it done you know like he's been getting like the touchdown here 50 yards in a touchdown you know high yardage games he's been having good games this year but he never really broke that ceiling right yeah. christian watson did in this you know, his first game back um, against a good defense. So, whatever Fab I have left, mm-hmm. need a wide receiver. I'm unloading it all. It, like these are the types of bets that I want to make. Um, Will Christian Watson have three points next week? I don't know, but maybe yeah. that's not really what. Maybe yeah, sure. Like I'm, but in in terms of like what kind of bets you want to make, this is the type of bet you want to make.
1: Yeah. Look at Christian Watson and tell me who else on the waiver wire you'd rather have. There's nobody with the upside like him at all. So it's not really a question of can he do it. It's just like, is there anybody else you'd rather have on the waiver wire? You're not going to have that. Chances are he's
0: on the waiver wire, unless you're for us, where you pick the him only up. other guy, uh, you know, that you would consider is Paris Campbell, right? Because yeah. Paris Campbell, at this point, he was dropped over the past couple of weeks. He's around 50%, you know, rostered across across platforms. So he's available in a lot of leagues. Who would you mm. rather pick up this week? Christian Watson or Paris Campbell? Christian Watson. And is it, and is it close?
1: No. Christian Watson in a heartbeat. It has to be. And did you see Aaron Rodgers? He was fist pumping. So he was fist pumping. So, so that's what I'm saying. So that is an indicator to me. I mean, obviously, you know, he's had a couple of games. Uh, Romeo Dobbs was able to do his thing, but they weren't winning those games. But when you have Aaron Rodgers fist bumping and the Packers are winning, and Christian Watson's catching three touchdowns. You think there might be a little rapport there? You think he might trust him a little bit? I know we talk about trust all the time with Aaron Rodgers and his receivers, but this one looks like it has the best chance of sticking. So Aaron Rodgers, you have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, and his wide receiver one is on waivers. Like you wouldn't let that go in any other situation.
0: 100% agreed, man. So if you're wondering, hey, can you continue this? That's not the right question to ask. The question is, should I what? make this bet? The
1: question isn't, should you make this bet? It, you will. The question is, what is his ceiling? Have we seen it? That's what I think. You know, just the rest of the season. If the Packers need to make a playoff push, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he only threw 10 passes at at halftime. That's what it was. He had thrown 10 passes. And then the second half, he picked it up and Christian Watson went off. So, you know, if they start getting back to the passing game, they've been, you know, leaning on AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones a lot because the passing game has just been stagnant, if they found this, you know, weapon here in Christian Watson, he could actually help to bring balance to the offense, restore balance to the force.
0: <laughs> 100%. Um, all right, let's move on to Cooper Cup, dude. Unfortunately, he suffered an ankle injury. It doesn't seem great. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, we, they, I think they ruled out the fibular fracture. That's that's the hope here. Um, you know, it, it's could be a high ankle sprain. That's what it seems like, and it might be a bad one. This would be terrible, obviously, but it looks like he is going to miss some time. Um, yep. not what you want to see, especially in the game where he wasn't he couldn't get anything going with this other quarterback, uh, unfortunately. But um, if cup if cup does miss time, you know, this offense is gonna be like straight trash, you know. But <laughs> yeah, it's possible that we see, you know, Skaronic, right in better situations, maybe playing in the slot in that cup role and not putting up cup numbers, but maybe he'll be able to, you know, have some six, seven, eight catch games, maybe yep. not for a hundred yards maybe for like 50 or 60. It's possible he becomes like a PPR magnet type of guy. Allen Robinson might get some more targets too. Like I'm not betting on a whole lot of targets, but it is possible that Allen Robinson, you know, can potentially move up in that, you know, get that eight, nine target range. be that guy, right? But yeah. not not be efficient with it. That's kind of how I look at it. Tyler Higby, maybe as well, you know, maybe he can have a higher rep participation moving forward. He caught eight. Uh, he got all eight of his targets for 73 yards in this game. He only ran a route on 60% of dropbacks, which is not a number where you want to start him. I benched him too. Matter yeah. of fact, I benched him. You know what? I benched him in the same league that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I benched him.
1: And who did you start? a great start? matchup.
0: I, I started
1: Evan, Ingram, I start? I Evan
0: Ingram. Yeah. How many, how many Jaguars did I start, dude? Such a uh, bad, bad decision. Too many. Too well, many.
1: Yeah, I'd say too many. I played against him in one of my other leagues. The guy I had Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and TJ Hawkinson. Didn't that go out. well.
0: Yeah. Or didn't go well?
1: No, it didn't. Justin Jefferson had 35, Dalvin Cook had 23, TJ Hawkinson, he
0: had what, 14. Oh, it didn't was go a... well for you.
1: Oh no. Yeah, no. I I played against it. I said. I was like You know,
0: it, it's one thing to load up on uh on 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 one Vikings team. Yeah. It's another thing to load up on the Jaguars. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? guess that's true. Yeah, I hear it. Not you. not so great. Not, not a great idea. Uh, if yeah. I played Tyler Higby, I probably would have won that game. Uh, <laughs> but also but let's let's move back. Enough about me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he only played 60% of dropbacks is not a number that you want to start a guy, but he was targeted on 33% of his routes. Okay, which is kind of insane. Not something mm-hmm. that's sustainable. But there's a chance that route participation goes up now. If cop is out for a while, they don't really have that many targets. And you know, they might have to depend on Higby to catch some balls and not block as much as he was.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Van Jefferson came back. He had the touchdown. Yes. But yes. That's, he's he's another weapon that they've had. He's been there a little while. He might have a little run, you know, once Matthew Stafford comes back. I'm not overly excited about any of these Rams pass catchers in the first place. Cooper Cup was the offense, and now that he's out, I'm not sure what this is going to look like. Ben Skaronic can do his best Cooper Cup impression. He looks like his stunt double out there, but <laughs> he really I, does. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not betting on that. You know, if there's any receivers, I think that's going to be relevant. You know, it'd have to be Allen Robinson. Outside just, of
0: that, yeah. What? I don't know why you got me cracking up on the stunt double joke. Like, it's, I just that's like, what he looks I, like. like no? It's hard to hold it in. It's so true because no, every time it, I, he's he's number 18, right? Yes. It's Skaronic, yeah. Every time he catches the ball, I I feel like it is Cooper Cup. So I, while I was watching the game, I'm like, wow, Cooper have, Cups having a great game no no yeah (laughs) Yeah, look (laughs) at that
1: target share cooper cups getting ben skaronic seven targets it's like man (laughs) i don't know he's been there a while too you know they've used him behind cooper cup it's going to be interesting to see because cooper cup has been in he's played the majority of the games you know these past few years we don't know what this receiving core looks like without cooper cup in it um i don't think like i said anybody's going to jump out and dominate target share but you know, there's a chance you can have new relevance in terms of fantasy receivers. None of them have the upside Cooper Cup has. None of them have the floor Cooper Cup had. I think that the best that you can see here is maybe a mid-wide receiver two if Allen Robinson can get things going. Um, outside maybe. of that, it's going to be wide receiver twos and threes all day.
0: I feel like Allen Robinson probably won't even be a wide receiver two. I doubt it. He'll probably yeah, we'll be a wide see. receiver three at, at best. Um, Kyron Williams made his debut. Uh, he was second in snapshare behind Dal Henderson, so I continue to stash him. You know, through next week to see if his snapshare grows. He was the passing down back, uh, only one carry for nine yards, three catches for thirty yards, so four touches, thirty-nine yards, pretty efficient in a terrible offense. So, yeah. you know, I would I would hold on because he could potentially, you know, leap up to the one A next week, maybe. Yeah, Zach Ertz hurt hurt his knee uh, in his game. Uh, they believe his ACL is intact, but he'll get an MRI today. It could be an MCL injury. We'll see, but it looks like he is gonna be out for some time. Uh Trey McBride played every almost every snap after Ertz went out. So he'd be he'd be the guy to pick up off the waiver of wire uh if you need a tight end. Uh, you know, just just a reminder, McBride was the best tight end prospect from this year's draft. I think maybe the best overall tight end uh from this from this draft. Dulcich, and you can argue that Dulcich and um like I said likely were better pass catchers, but you know, the the guy who won the award for the best tight end in college football. That was the treatment part. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey real quick to close out the podcast. His usage with Elijah Mitchell back is not what CMC managers want to see. Mitchell no. led the backfield with 18 carries. Uh, I think leading the backfield is not a, a good statement. That's not really what happened in this game. Uh, but he did outperform McCaffrey on the ground. 18 carries for 89 yards. CMC had 14 carries for 38 yards, but caught four of six targets for 39. Not ideal. Uh, no. They both had 19 opportunities. You know, a couple of notes on this, right? A little bit more context. CMC, you know, he, he, he was still second in target share on this team. Brandon Ayuk had 21%. Uh, no, I'm sorry. CMC had 21%, so very solid for a running back. 66% of snaps from McCaffrey. He did run around on 77% of dropbacks, which is absolutely elite, right? So he's going to get yeah. his targets every single week. Uh, to start the game, CMC was the guy. You know, as this game was as this game was close, they were a little bit be, be, a little bit behind at times. CMC was a guy on the field. Later on, towards the end of the game, with the game script changing a little bit, it was Elijah Mitchell getting the carries. Right. So, at the end of the game, that's really when Elijah Mitchell was getting his carries. And Christian McCaffrey, you know, they kind of like, I would say they limited him, you know, in that game because they were like, you you don't have to take these hits. That's right. how I saw it. Um, it makes but still sense. like this. It makes sense from a football perspective, yeah. but this definitely hurts Christian McCaffrey's fantasy value.
1: Not that you're uh, trading him,
0: uh, but <laughs> no, 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 you're not, you know, and I'm sure this backfield will evolve like as we go, but it looks like we can't expect like bell cow usage that we saw with CMC in Carolina, you know, as long as Mitchell's healthy. Yeah. There were seven goal line snaps for the 49ers. CMC had five of them. We obviously saw a goal line touch for Mitchell, you know, uh, Near the end of that game, he failed to convert. Um, but it does look like Mitchell has some standalone value in games that we think the 49ers should be winning in uh, because he is that early down complement to McCaffrey. But McCaffrey, as long as these games are close in the, in the beginning of these games, he should be the guy on the field. Listen, you know, you drafted McCaffrey to be what? To have that 35 point potential, right? Mm-hmm. In PPR leagues. With this, you know, you, we might not see a whole lot of that. Right. This is a good offense, good offensive line, all that. He's he's you know, he's gonna get his points, but I had him ranked as the RB one this week. Yeah. Okay against, against the Chargers. He's not gonna be ranked as an R B one next week, based no. on this usage. Right? He might be ranked top five, but yeah. he ain't gonna be RB one or RB two. This is uncharted territory
1: for Christian McCaffrey. You know, the whole time he's with the Panthers, he was the guy. You know, now he comes in the 49ers and for the two weeks that he played, you know, he was the guy. And now Elijah Mitchell's back. I think the 35-point potential is still there, but it's going to be really difficult to get there. He's going to have to have a really efficient day um, to get to that point. His floor is much lower, I think, at this point. His floor before was elite. You know, I think it was like 20 points for me. In my mind, I feel like he could score 20 points very easily. Um, Elijah Mitchell getting all these carries. It's one thing if Elijah Mitchell gets like seven or eight carries, nine carries. He got 18 carries. He out- carried Christian McCaffrey it's just like they clearly have roles that they want to use these guys in now um, Christian McCaffrey isn't going to be removed from the RV1 conversation because of Elijah Mitchell but he's going to slide down just a little bit I want I'm going to give Christian McCaffrey the benefit of the doubt I'm still going to rank him high you know next week because I'm not sure if Elijah Mitchell's going to be getting 18 carries every week it's his first week back with Christian McCaffrey we see this happen all the time where we overreact a little bit and then things settle back down to the way they should be. I think Christian McCaffrey could still, you know, get the majority of the touches in the backfield. But if this becomes a trend and Elijah Mitchell continues to get ten plus touches overall, um, it might be time to push Christian McCaffrey down.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's go over let's go over a couple of the running backs real quick before we end the podcast. Who would you rather have rest of season? Let's play a little game. Okay. Oh let's play a little game here. Uh, let's go to running backs, and I'm looking at my spreadsheet here. Okay, Austin Eckler or Christian McCaffrey, rest of the season. Austin Eckler. Same here. Saquon yep. Barkley or Christian McCaffrey, rest of the season. I'm gonna go Saquon. Me too. Nick Chubb or Christian McCaffrey, rest of the season. I like Christian McCaffrey. Same. Yeah, and I think that's it. That, that's, I think that's, that's uh, about it. I think it. that's that's the end of list, right? So, I would say Austin Eckler and Saquon. Over Christian McCaffrey, rest of the season, mm-hmm. and that's about it. The Which is, <laughs> I was close with Nick. I was close with Nick Chubb, but with Deshaun yeah, Watson I,
1: coming back, it's going to be a lot more dynamic over there in Cleveland. So, I,
0: I you never know. Nick Chubb might be even scoring more fantasy points, yeah, with, with Deshaun Watson, right? More it's sustained possible. drives, right? You know, more to try, man, We'll see. We'll see. We'll, yeah. We have no idea. Deshaun Watson, we haven't seen him play in like a couple of years, so who knows? Yeah. Um, all right I, I you know just a couple of quick notes before we end it guys uh you know Gerald Everett got hurt as well uh he suffered a groin injury so Trey McKiddy took over for him and ended up with six targets uh you know someone to consider on the waiver wire as you know remember Justin Herbert doesn't have that many targets to work with right now yeah. uh PJ Walker has a high ankle sprain by the way DeAndre Carter we called him out as a potential you know desperate start but that yep. worked out just want to talk about that real quick. PJ, P.J. Walker has a high ankle sprain, which means our boy, our boy Baker Mayfield, will return to quarterback play this week against Baltimore. So <laughs> I guess we're sitting D.J. Moore.
1: Yeah. I guess you have to with Baker Mayfield playing. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. More
0: more targets available, you know, with Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey out. So he's he does have – uh, you know, he's a better play than he was when those guys were on the team with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. But still, not ideal. Anyway, moving forward. All right, mm-hmm. guys, appreciate you guys. Uh, have a great week. I hope this helps you guys moving forward. We're going to be back with our Waiver Wire show tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube. But also make sure you catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. This will be up. So we appreciate you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.
1: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.